0: On today's episode of Survival Dispatch News, we're taking another look at the fentanyl crisis and addressing some of the comments that you all made in the previous episode.
1: Hey guys, today's video is sponsored by the Wubin Nightlight. That's spelled K-N-I-G-H-T, by the way. And as always, we want you to know that Wubin didn't pay us to have their product in today's video. They did, however send us this awesome little wubin nightlight this is a great little light with lots of great features we've got a variable uh, output 1100 lumens of light here of course you can run it at a lower output uh, it's also got a strobe function as well and as i mentioned it's rechargeable i don't know if i mentioned it but i'm telling you now it runs off a lithium battery it is rechargeable and it has a waterproof type c charging port as well there's also a pocket clip there's a magnetic function, that allows you to stabilize it, stick it just about anywhere in any position as well. Now you've heard me say many times, I think everybody should have a portable light. And I think this little light would be a great addition to anyone's EDC kit. Make sure you hit the link. We've got it in the description so you can check out the Wubin Night XO light.
0: And we're back. Today's video is a follow-up to our previous uh, fentanyl episode of Survival Dispatch News because we wanted to correct some errors and omissions made on our part. So this time we brought back Dr. Michael Fabian uh, to address some of the comments that were made by people on the previous episode. And we're going to start right away by saying um, one aspect uh, that we neglected to mention in the last video is that uh, fentanyl is widely distributed in pill form, posing as other types of opiates like Percocet. Uh, Mike, jump in.
2: Good afternoon, everyone, and thanks, Chris, for having me back. Um, If you hear a few gunshots in the background, that's my neighbors practicing. So um, please don't worry. I don't have to duck. They're very good. Um, (laughs) Again, as uh, Chris was mentioning, um, there are a couple of things to uh, discuss. Um, One of those is that fentanyl is in pill form now. Most of the folks that use it that way don't just take it orally. They'll crush it up and inject it. Um, One of the problems, and this occurred before COVID, it's very important for people to understand this, some people used to be able to get fentanyl mail order via China, and the problem was the manufacturing process wasn't very pure, and what was happening, and I'm sure it's the same with the Mexican um, uh, substances that have been obtained, is that it's laced with impurities, and the impurities are, and to understand a little bit of the science, um, fentanyl is uh, a drug that is synthetically manufactured, and it's used for, um, as um, Chris had mentioned previously, uh, the medical profession to put people to sleep and have them have uh, less pain. The problem is there's another, a couple of other drugs that are congeners, which means they're kind of changed. There's a little side chain that's changed and it makes it much more potent. There's a, another one called sufentanyl, which was 10 times as strong as fentanyl. And then carfentanil, which is a thousand times stronger. The carfentanyl, some of you already know as uh, rhinoceros tranquilizer. And so if anybody gets even a little bit of that in as, a, as an impurity, they'll die. They'll stop, they'll stop breathing unless you've got someone with the Narcan immediately available. And then you've got to get to the hospital because the Narcan has a shorter half-life and it'll help for a while and then the person will stop breathing again. So it's hmm. important to understand even before COVID, we were having problems from people getting it mail order. The other problem uh, more recently, like Chris had mentioned, is that we've got a lot of drugs coming in through the southern border now, basically unchecked, and it's being distributed to the cities, and it's the same, you know, there's no manufacturing um, qualifications or standards, and so a lot of these drugs have impurities in them, and it's those the soup fentanyl and especially the CAR fentanyl, you only need a, a microgram amount, and it'll make you stop breathing. And so it's real important to understand we lost approximately 113,000 people to drug overdoses in the last two years. And that's substantial. That's a healthcare crisis. And, you know, again, I'm not political, but, you know, making drugs legal doesn't make that problem go away. It just makes it worse. So if you have friends or whoever, um, having the Narcan available is a very good thing to have in your EDC or in your FAK, like Chris was talking about in the last episode. So just to address those sorts of things. Um, The other thing Chris and I were talking about is with the police officers. Um, Most of the time they won't send, and I've talked to a couple of officers, they don't send their canine units in anymore if there's a drug house, because if the dog sniffs any of that fentanyl, they'll stop breathing, they'll be in the house and they'll die. And so they've got to be real careful, especially with their gloves and everything else. Um, The EMTs have basically, there's a short video on that, on how to not um, handle anything. And so um, those are other important uh, facts to know about. And Chris, redirect me and get me back to the uh, matters (laughs) at hand.
0: Well, uh, you're right on topic. I was just going to mention that a number of uh, people commented it and took issue with us mentioning, uh, you know, police uh, going down after physically coming in contact with fentanyl or fentanyl laced drugs. So we did a little bit deeper digging and, you know, there's certainly a lot of, uh, you know, news reports of that happening, but we couldn't find any instances where it was a hundred percent proven that uh, first responder absorbed fentanyl through their skin and went into an overdose. So the commenters appeared to be correct on that. And we were wrong. Well, we were repeating information that was wrong, but I did come across a couple things where, It was mentioned that if a person had an open wound or they ingested it, you know, through their mouth or even nose or eyes, that they could have adverse effects. So maybe you could speak to that and make sure that that's correct.
2: Absolutely. Okay. Um, The main thing on that is that you can't really absorb it through your skin. It's a mucous membrane. So your eyes, uh, your nose, your mouth. And so, for example, if you touch something and then you rub your eyes, that's how you could absorb it. So it's not really from your skin, but it's uh, any mucous membrane. And that's why people yeah. inject it so they, they can get high. Um, it, if you just swallow the pill, it takes a while and it doesn't give them the, the desired effect. So that's w- one of the uh, points to talk about.
0: Okay. Yeah. So the bioavailability of oral or touching a membrane is just not the same as uh, IV usage, essentially.
2: True. But again, if you touch a mucus membrane, so snorting it, putting it in your mouth, under your tongue, grinding it up and then putting it under your tongue and then also having some of the powder, the fine powder, you know, on your hand and then rubbing your eye. Again, the police and EMTs have gotten very safe about putting gloves on all the time and they know how to um, deglove carefully so that they don't get any of the contaminants on them.
0: So just an off-the-wall question. So let's say that they pulled somebody over who was doing illicit drugs, uh, laced with fentanyl in powder form, and either it was windy or let's say the person in the car threw it at at the cops. Um, Could they ingest that by breathing and have adverse effects from that?
2: Possibly, but the chances of that, causing them uh, an adverse event where they stop breathing is pretty low. Um, Usually when something's dispersed, you know, and and we haven't talked about this, but having bioweapons, for example, like um, dispersing it from the air, like from an airplane, it gets so dispersed that by the time it touches someone, it's at such a minute amount, it usually isn't as effective as the desired thing. So throwing it at the cop, first of all, is going to get them a felony arrest for um, attempted murder, because if it is fentanyl, um, it could hurt them. In addition to all of the other things that the cops would add on to their um, long list of um, crimes or charges that they would get if they did that.
0: So long story short is that first responders, pretty much no chance that they would uh, overdose by coming in contact with their skin. But if they did get it on their hands or gloves and they touched any of those mucous membranes that you mentioned, they could potentially have adverse effects. Correct. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Um, going back through our notes here as well, a, a few subscribers took issue, commenters that we mentioned fentanyl being used to step on heavy and soft drugs like pot. Um, we, we did find that there are a number of articles out there stating that a lab confirmed that pot was laced with with fentanyl, but there were very few. There weren't a whole lot of them. So is that an instance like just for argument's sake, if if there was, you know, some fentanyl in pot and the person ate it or smoked it, what could they potentially have adverse effects from that?
2: Inhaling it would be the way if they smoked it. And I think a lot of the drug dealers, you know, the folks that do pot are kind of a lower level uh, user. And right. lacing it with some of those stronger drugs is going to be more cost. And uh, like you guys mentioned in your other video. Um, you don't want to kill your market. So right. usually it's it's pretty rare. They're not going to um, add other things to the cocktail. Um, folks that smoke pot, you know, for whatever reason they do it, they just really want that drug. They usually, some of them have chronic pain and they smoke it for that reason. Gotcha. But the fentanyl is not really ideal for what they're using it for. So their so market wouldn't be very good.
0: Makes sense. makes Makes business sense. Does not make more? Yes. And that's really,
2: and that's where I'm coming from. I mean, we we may get some um, uh, subscribers that will say, oh, no, that's not true at all. Well, then give us the examples. But again, it's expensive to do that. And you've got to have a little bit of um, chemical experience to be able to do that. So, and I'm sure there's folks out there that know how to do it, but it's not the rule. It would be an exception.
0: Yeah. So uh, before we move on to the last topic um, we'll put some links down below in the description that that provide some news stories that cover the the bullets that we've discussed so far but the last one which uh was news to us is that in most states you can get narcan uh for free and some people mention you know you can go to uh, uh methadone clinics those sort of things and they'll just give them away and that uh the, the cops are happy to have people have it on them because potentially save a life and whatnot. So you called in a script for me at uh, Publix Pharmacy. Um, we weren't sure what the process was going to be until my wife went and picked it up today. And this is the, the box, and it's the uh, generic form. But it's two, uh, two bottles of nasal spray, two doses worth and so i understand there's two doses in these boxes for a couple of reasons some people it takes more than one dose to resuscitate them and in other instances the person who's administering this may be exposed as well so there's a dose safe for them and there are instances where there's more than one person who suffered an overdose and by having two in here hopefully you don't have to choose who survives and who doesn't survive um, what are your comments on on this product mike
2: all of those comments were correct. Uh, two things, though. First, um, there's two doses, because if you're an hour away from medical care and you dose somebody, remember I mentioned that a lot of times the narcotics have a longer half-life than the Narcan, and so the Narcan will wear off and those people will will stop breathing again. And so sometimes you need to redose them before you get to the hospital, unless you can intubate them and breathe for them. And so the two doses are basically so that if you're more than 10 minutes from medical care, it allows you to be able to redose someone as well. Um, I would also comment about um, uh, viewers out there, if you want to check with your pharmacy and see if you can just pick it up without a prescription, I've actually looked online and uh, a lot of the states, like California, New York especially, um, have it for free available. And if you can get it for free without a prescription, even better, because um, then you can have doses that you would like to have and it's you know not in your medical record. Again, that's a personal preference. But I don't see any reason why you should have your have to get your physician to do it if you can get it for free without a prescription. I would look at your local uh, local pharmacy and see if they'll do it for you.
0: Yeah, I can confirm. I found quite a few instances online in different states where people said that CVS, Walgreens, whatever, you can walk in and, and buy it from the pharmacy without a script or actually get it for free at the pharmacy, I should say um so that's it as well so uh before we wrap up here mike you know we've had you on survival dispatch a number of times and i don't recall if we've mentioned this too much in the past but um, you're working on your homestead right now actively uh you know participate in homesteading and prepping and all those kinds of things and today you're working on your beehives correct yes so, just
2: checking on them because we had a cold snap two weeks ago and just making sure that they're all doing well and they're quite happy. So, and that's natural honey. And, you know, anybody that's out there that's a hobbyist knows if you eat your own honey from your local areas that has antigens in it, that has antigens in it that um, will help people that have allergies and whatnot. And it's a natural sweetener. So it helps. In addition, you're helping to pollinate all of the local plants and you're helping the farmers and everybody else nearby.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, Mike. That, that's great to know. So uh, we'll wrap up there. I appreciate you coming on and pr- providing some uh, clarification, Mike, and uh, look forward to seeing you the next time.
2: Thanks for having me, Chris. And again, if anyone has comments, I'm all open to listen and can certainly respond. Thanks okay. again, Chris.